0: As, as I know,
1: I was kind of shocked that they canceled ours because I don't know, just because you know.
0: there's there's no confirmed cases anywhere near Pittsburgh. It's just uh, it, it, it's all towards Philly, I think.
1: Yeah. As far as I've heard, that is because there are no tests. Mm. And so it's sort of like um, guy tapping his forehead logic, like can't have <laughs> any confirmed cases if you don't have the test. <laughs> you know, the meme. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like they are like they were memeing. They should have been preparing, but they were memeing. <laughs> People are going to go back and listen to these, you know, podcasts that are in the cloud and they're like, "Man, these guys were recording a podcast on they had no idea it was the last day on earth." <laughs> 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 or something like that, you know. It's going to be an interesting. But honestly, like I am I I have a very uh, I'm having a very Seinfeld moment because I I guess maybe it's a very Larry David. This seems like a, a very Curb Your Enthusiasm experience that I'm having because I was having to work the parade in the morning. I had to get there at 9.30, be downtown, and then Mm -hmm. also our home show was going on at the convention center, which is nearby where the parade was going to be, I think, and that was going to be from like 4 until 7. I have to man this dump table play a stupid game while people walk around and look at patio furniture and skylights (laughs) and other, you know, and and, um, lattice (laughs) and things like that, and so I was like, oh my god, I was like, I just hope one of these things gets canceled Because of the coronavirus and like, uh, you know, so in order for one of these things to be canceled, the situation has to be dire. But I'm like really happy that one of them was canceled at least.
0: Well, first to th- uh, first of two things. One, yes. uh, noted Irishman Patty O'Furniture was going to be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that,
0: <laughs> uh, man. I, I don't think that could be any more of an in joke between <laughs> between the people listening to this.
1: Very uh, true. It's basically <laughs> just me and you. Yeah, that's the only people who are gonna be listening <laughs> to this that know. Yeah, <laughs> know yeah, I,
0: I think so. Uh second, man, you guys were lucky to have your parade like early on. Ours doesn't start until two.
1: That's kind of oh, yeah, that's kind of God. weird. Yeah, I think it steps off at ten up here, or it was going to step yeah. off at ten. Yeah, line but,
0: up lineup is one and parade starts at two here. Huh.
1: Weird. Maybe that's how people can go out I know that big party normally starts. Well, Sherlock's is closed, right? I think it was closed last year too.
0: I don't know. On St. Patty's itself, or like after the parade?
1: After the parade. After that... the parade, I remember there was like a a big party like down towards. Well, it was at Sherlock's, but now Sherlock's is closed. I mean, it's been closed for yeah, a couple, couple of years. Closed last year this time, so yeah. yeah. So I don't know where I don't know where they have a party again. More more um, inside baseball for people not in the <laughs> Erie area. <laughs> Sherlock's was kind of a a rocky dive bar, you know, where you where you'd see the you know your corn cover bands and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I I realize it's like a huge like it would be life would be better if the life would be better for the world if the parade and the the home show were not canceled because that means that the coronavirus is not a problem. But I'm just happy to have a free Saturday.
0: (laughs) The the only thing I can think of is uh, I'm guessing a corn cover band would be called Maze with a backwards M, uh, but it would still be, be Maze.
1: It'd be great if <laughs> if it was like a Cherokee corn cover band that did their their covers in like oh my the god Cherokee language or, that'd be, or maybe like a Navajo whatever. That'd be incredible. <laughs> yeah, called Maze. You call it Maze. So that I'm I'm having a very already a weird uh, you know Seinfeldian day because you know I I'm having a very, I'm having a very selfish reaction to a global (laughs) pandemic yeah i feel like that's something the gang would have you know (laughs) Uh, you know seinfeld present day seinfeld why i haven't seen any coronavirus material i'm sure there has been some but i gotta i gotta look up on that (laughs) uh i know i saw like a uh uh, the office during coronavirus bit i did see that yeah michael scott ignores the work from home memo something like that (laughs) dwight claims immunity Angela like Angela that. wears a
0: hazmat suit and yeah. s- someone else claims they've had it for years. Oh Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. I mean, Ke- like
1: Kevin has had it and it's not that bad or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin has it and it's not that bad. Yeah. We need some we need some Seinfeld twenty twenty action on this. Um, this is also the what, like fourth time that we've tried to record this and we're finally getting it off? Good Lord, uh, third,
0: I think, because I originally postponed it. Uh, we typically record Sunday mornings uh, the week before uh, the yeah. episodes come out. We, uh, But I asked if we could do it Monday, and yeah. then uh, your so your son wasn't able to get to sleep because he typically naps during the record. Uh, right. So we had to push to Tuesday, and then same thing happened on Tuesday, so we had to push to today, which is yeah. Wednesday.
1: So counting, because it was Saturday night, so we postponed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and now it's the fourth Fourth time's the charm we're getting it off.
0: <laughs> uh, when did you actually watch the episode?
1: <laughs> I think it was last Friday. So again, it's like been almost a week. Yeah. And I was looking at my notes, I was like, what the hell does that? I was like trying to... It's going to be a lot like the one previously, the Hamptons, and, and the one thing that the opposite has... Uh, not working in its favor is it's it's a great episode it's not as good as the Hamptons exactly yeah you know? that's, so it, it didn't yeah
0: that's kind of what I was thinking um uh it, d- definitely definitely good but it, it's not the Hamptons like you said yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, so welcome to hugging no Huggy No Learning
0: it's a show about one thing watching
1: Seinfeld for the first time I'm Tim Murphy and I'm Ted Hollowell and we are going to be talking about the opposite today, the final episode, the season finale of season five. But before that, we did have some homework from last week. First, I was going to look up to see what Kishka was. You remember at the beginning of the Hamptons, Jerry said he made up with Rachel's dad by bringing him a Kishka. And he had the funny line that uh, Israeli soldiers used to carry it around. If they were caught behind enemy lines, they would eat it and it would kill them. <laughs> and I, I found that very funny. But Kishka is uh, it refers to various types of sausage or stuffed intestine with a filling made from a combination of meat and meal, often a grain. Hmm. And so the Jewish dish is traditionally made from flour or matzo meal. Schmaltz, which I had no idea was a real thing. I'm always kind of blown (laughs) away when I find out like a Yiddish word. Yeah. You know, when something is schmaltzy, you know what that means, right? I I think so. Yeah, like over-sentimental, cheesy is another maybe. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, it was so schmaltzy. (laughs) (laughs) Overwrought with sentimentality um, would maybe be another good uh, definition for it. Uh, but but schmaltz is rendered chicken or goose fat. Ooh. When you're talking about the meat, so flour, matzo meal, schmaltz, and spices.
0: Man, kishka and places like beef
1: intestines sometimes.
0: Kishka just sounds like a one way ticket to gout.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kind of I, I saw other other places comparing it to blood sausage. If you've ever seen that. I, I, kind
0: of I have, unfortunately, just because I, I watched Retin Link on YouTube. Uh I
1: see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were when we were in Ireland, you know, the every like a lot of places we stayed, they had like a traditional Irish breakfast, which has a bunch of weird stuff on it, like baked beans Ew. and things like that. But blood I know. But like a full Irish fry up or whatever they call it has a bunch of weird stuff on it. Um <laughs> but blood sausage is one of those things, and I never I was like, oh, it's <sighs> sausage, right? And then I found out it really is just congealed blood yeah. shoved inside of sausage casing <laughs> and i'm like oh my god i thought it just was named that because of the color
0: no it's just like solidified blood yeah yeah uh, uh, no I, I have no interest in eating solidified <laughs> blood
1: yeah so pretty pretty disgusting and but that's you know it, it, it's a traditional meal i guess in the in the jewish faith in eastern european and stuff like that but i guess they make it a couple different ways depending on whether you're making it kosher or not i'm guessing Seinfeld's Jerry's Kishka that he bought was kosher because of, you know, the implication. Rachel's, uh, you know, not eating lobster and things like that. Uh, We wanted to know who Boutros Boutros Gali was. Oh, and by the way, Gali is spelled (laughs) G-H-A-L-I, not (laughs) G-O-L-L-Y.
0: Not Boutros Boutros Gali, as uh, as Jerry says in the Hamptons.
1: And it was captioned that way, but I agree with you from last week that the captioner was was just extending the pun that Seinfeld was using it, <laughs> you know Seinfeld was using it as a pun, yeah, um. And so he was an Egyptian politician and diplomat who was the sixth Secretary General of the UN from 92 to 96. So he was Secretary General of the UN at that time. I couldn't remember. I was like, President of the UN? What do they call that? And Secretary General. And so he passed <laughs> away in February of 2016 at the age of 93. Wow. So not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, the Hamptons is the only episode in season five that doesn't contain a scene in Jerry's apartment or the coffee shop.
0: Oh, my God.
1: How about that?
0: (laughs) I didn't even pick up on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I found that in, like, the trivia section. So that's the only little uh, weird bit of Hamptons trivia that I have. And I have not completed my homework yet from a couple of uh, episodes ago and gone back to hear the baby cry. Ah, I know. It's going to be the new candy bar. You got to go hear the baby. I gotta hear the baby. <laughs> and I will one day, I promise. But one of these days. Day. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's pretty much it. And I, I did do some pre homework only because I was kinda curious, but we'll we'll get to that during the opposite. I know we don't normally do pre homework because it kinda but because it came up in the synopsis of the opposite, the synopposite, <laughs> I decided to go ahead and do it anyway. But we'll get to that later.
0: Okay. Uh I guess we'll just have to call that like extra credit or something.
1: Jeez. Yeah. What do you call pre-homework? Like That doesn't happen in school no. where you're just like, oh, I assumed you were going to assign us this, so I wanted to turn it in A early. teacher's pet? <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although, who is the teacher and who is the student in this? Are you the teacher and I'm the student, but you, the teacher, are doing the homework for me?
1: No, the show is the teacher, and we are the students.
0: Okay, so yeah. you, so you would then be like the straight A student who brings an apple for the teacher, <laughs> and I'm like the slacker who's like smoking weed in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think okay. that's right.
0: Okay, got it. Uh, Before we get into things, uh, we are not a research-heavy show. Uh, Like Tim said, we like to do our homework the week after. Uh, That's just the the best time for us to do the research and not be spoiled by anything going into the episode that we are about to watch. Uh, If we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over anything, please send us uh, us a tweet, send us an email at nohugging or nohuggingnolearningshow at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, and we will send you a now existing. No hugging, no learning sticker. Yes, those are things. Got them in the mail this past Wednesday. If you want to see what they look like, just check out our Twitter. Uh, They are really cool, like, holographic stickers because I I figured, I'm like, this is the most 90s thing I've ever seen. (laughs) It it made me, like, so nostalgic for, like, the stickers that I would put two quarters in at, like, the supermarket, like, punch Mm -hmm. them in and get, like, a a sticker of, like, a weird, like, holographic smiley face or something. Something. yep Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I I knew we had to get the holographic ones whenever they whenever they came out. But <laughs> if you send us your uh, send us your address in a DM or in an email, we will send one to you, including one to uh, one of our one of our Stockholm guys, Dan uh, Matheson, I, I believe his name is, uh, reached out to us. We'll send him internationally. I don't give a shit. I w- I cool. will s- I will send it to you if you would like one, uh, but. Man, I I really underestimated how much international shipping was.
1: <laughs> really, just for like just for an envelope?
0: Uh, one ounce or less is a dollar fifty. Dang, it's it's not bad at all. Uh, so I, I I will definitely still do it. Uh, I'm just glad it's not like five bucks and I have to send it in like a FedEx box. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but okay. Uh, that being said. Uh, season 5, episode 22, The Opposite. Original air date, May 19th, 1994. I was one year, four months, and 29 days old. And if you are looking at TV Guide that night, you are going to see George Learn's success lies in doing the opposite of what he would normally do. Guests, D, D. Pfeiffer, D. Pfeiffer, Regis Philbin, Kathy Lee Gifford, and French Stewart. And the episode you are about to hear includes... We have 90 episodes remaining until we become a uh, all, I don't know, uh, a, a coronavirus retrospective yeah, podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, everyone we've lost.
0: <laughs> oh, no. It, it's just, <laughs> the, it's it's an, just a weekly 90-minute in-memoriam podcast.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh no. Which, by the way, I, I don't want to give on too much of a tangent, but you have watched all of I Think You Should Leave.
0: Yes.
1: Oh, my gosh. I discovered did, that did when you just, my friends were did, did you were finish it? Oh yeah! Oh, you you have oh, to. My I God, mean, it's only yes. like
0: <laughs> it's, six it's episodes. only what an hour and a half long. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's so. So my friends came to town uh, a couple weekends ago, and we just sat and watched that, and just like just laughed our asses off. I made Sarah watch it, and she laughed her ass off. And wow. Okay. So, yeah.
0: I'm I'm jealous. Grace hates it with a passion.
1: I have. Sarah's the first woman that has. <laughs> I've heard, like, because my, my buddy's wife won't watch it. My other friend's wife watched, like, a little bit of it and then said that we're all idiots for recommending it to her. <laughs> uh, but Sarah watched it, and she cracked up, like, a good amount of the time. But, you know, we we watch SNL every week. Yeah. she You know, she uh, enjoys sketch comedy and, and things like that, so I don't know if... But but that's not to say that the the other women I'm talking about don't. I just I don't know. It just hits it hits females in it in a different way. But but Sarah was just like cracking up at a couple of the of the sketches.
0: There's uh there's two more things that I got to tell you about if you haven't heard of them already. One is Tim Robinson's uh, episode of the characters, which is I've also heard. on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I've heard
1: that's like a bonus episode, so yeah, I got to check that it, out. it
0: really is. And then the other is one that I haven't watched, but I've been trying to, like, find a place to watch it. And it's uh, a show called detroiters. it's yes. It's Tim Robinson and the, I, I forget the other guy. The guy name. from
1: the. Well, I was reminded of this because the in memoriam, one of my favorite uh, sketches is the baby of the year. And they're like, <laughs> all right, time for the in memoriam. And they're like, oh, no. He's like, it's the old ones, you idiots. They don't stay babies forever. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, it sh- the in memoriam segment goes up, and then it like shows how they died, too. It's like D- car accident. Dinky Doody Daffy,
0: throat slash. <laughs> yeah. You know, in memoriams don't really tell how they died.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't usually tell how they died. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought that was but yeah, heard, I heard. I, I kind of wrote off Detroiters too because I was like, "Oh, well, that looks." Fun. It was on Comedy Central. I don't know where it's streaming now. I, I'm I don't it's not know. On Hulu, I, but.
0: I think it's on just uh, the the Comedy Central app
1: and their website. Uh, I,
0: I think it might be free to watch.
1: Yeah, but that that'd be awesome because now I just want to seek out everything Tim Robinson did because <laughs> I can't even remember any of his SNL skitches Skits. I mean, I remember him being on SNL, but I, I can't. I was like, wow! I wish I knew. I wish I could remember stuff that he did there, because I bet that's worth looking up too. Oh,
0: I'm sure. I know he played like uh, some uh, somebody in the White House. What uh, one of, one of the cabinet members? I think at one point. I, I don't. Oh, and the, I Sam don't Richardson. Sam Richardson is the guy's name. Of, uh, uh, aside from Sam, of Tim Rob Tim oh, okay, Robinson, okay. Sam Richardson.
1: Yeah, okay. So Sam Richardson does appear in some sketches, like the Scrooge sketch and the Baby of the Year. Like that, That's the other guy from Detroiters, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So I, I do have to check that out. Okay, but let's talk about Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, the opposite starts with a stand-up bit as usual, and this is kind of funny and relatable. I, I, I don't know if this is from a bygone era, but, but it's about handkerchiefs and guys that carry around cloth handkerchiefs and it's kind of a point of pride. You get them monogrammed, you put them in your pocket so they're visible and sort of like fluff them out and you you know you take these <laughs> things. My dad had one of these. Did your dad have one of these or anybody oh, that you no, grew up with? No. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think my people, dad still carries one.
0: Old people in our church had them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, my my dad is from the era where like he carries around this cloth snot rag.
0: I it's uh I know you said it's like from a bygone era, which it definitely is, but like it's also super timely now because of Corona.
1: Yeah, that's true. Wow. I didn't mean. Yeah. Like, how disgusting would that be?
0: Oh, good Lord. Like, could you imagine someone like watching someone on the train uh, just pulling out uh, like a a handkerchief that they have to like pry apart because, you know, they used it already. It's It's not a clean cloth. And then they just blow their nose into it, fold it up and put it back in
1: their pocket. Oh uh, yeah, I-, I never knew where this thing came from. My dad was like a magician with it. He would like just it would just sort of appear. I'm like, what? Where is that? Your pockets aren't that big. They're not like fluffed out. Or I'm like, how are you? Where? Like really, it would just come out of thin air, and he would sneeze <laughs> into it or whatever, and then it- and then it's gone. The same place, you know, the same from to the same dimension that it came from. whence it came,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's
1: God. crazy. But uh, so yeah, I-, I the bit was pretty relatable. I mean, it wasn't like drop dead hilarious, but but I I could relate to it. We open with a shot of George staring out into the ocean or whatever body of water you can see from the Hudson or Long Island Sound or something like that, staring off into the water uh, from a pier of some sort. He's unshaven. He looks uh, wistful, maybe despondent. Meanwhile, Elaine and Lipman are in Pendant Publishing, and they're celebrating Elaine's promotion. And, well, how about this, too? Lipman has a quote-unquote cold as well and he's uh he's sneezing and and all sorts of disgusting and things like did,
0: that. Did did Elaine have a new hairstyle here? I didn't notice. Did you notice it? Okay, it, it it was uh I don't know if it was different or if I just thought it was different, but it made me think I'm like did they record this episode as like a way as a an episode that was supposed to air in season 6 is what I was thinking.
1: Hmm, it might be possible because I think I read that The Hamptons was the last episode of season five that they produced but it was the second to last to air so I don't know if that means Mm. that the opposite was filmed for season six and aired in season five or whether it means that the opposite was filmed before the Hamptons but aired after it got it I don't know whether that which which way they mean that
0: might have to look up some uh, production timelines
1: yeah yeah because but it also kind of fits in they might have just wanted to like you know, zhuzh her up a little bit to really drive the bit home because this is gonna bookend with the end of the episode because George is despondent, oh, everything's yeah. coming up a lane, and then spoiler alert, the opposite is gonna be true by the end of the episode. Oh,
0: it's almost like that's the name of the episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works on so many levels. Uh, Over at Monks, uh, Elaine and Jerry are talking about how Pendant is publishing Kramer's book. Elaine got this promotion. She's back with Jake Jarmel. They're talking about moving in together. And you know she's really making stuff happen. Then Seinfeld throws this. Jerry throws this out. Helen Gurley Brown would be proud. I've heard that (laughs) name before. I I believe she's a feminist author. I think she had something to do with the early days of Cosmopolitan. But besides that, I'm I'm in the dark. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What about you?
0: I have no idea. It went right over my head.
1: Okay, we'll have to look that up because it wasn't funny to me. No, but I was like, but I was like, I think I know that name, uh, you know, but but it didn't land on me either. <laughs> uh, well, I, I might be wrong about everything I just said, so I, I have no idea. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to see. Uh, George comes in, and the opposite is true for him. If I could keep driving that point home, oh. he, it's, you know, he's like his life just is 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 not working. He is despondent. He, he's talking about how every decision he's ever made has been wrong because his life is the exact opposite of what he wanted (laughs) and the waitress comes over and is like oh tuna on toast and a coffee and he's like yeah and he's like no wait a second you know what he's like if every decision i've been i've made has been wrong i'm gonna start doing the opposite so the opposite of to him tuna on toast and a coffee (laughs) coleslaw and coffee is chicken salad on rye with potato salad and tea
0: Uh, how is that how is that (laughs) at all the opposite
1: no I agree I agree it's it's
0: all the same but slightly different
1: (laughs) yeah different meat different protein different side and uh, and different brewed beverage (laughs) Uh, but then he sees an attractive woman who kind of glances over at him and Elaine's like oh that woman looked at you and George is like guys like me don't walk up to women like that so George's first instinct is to be intimidated by her but then Jerry points out again that you know the opposite should be true so that's true uh, he, he walks up to her and you know his, his instinct should be the uh, to do the opposite so he walks up to her he says my name is George I'm unemployed and I live with my parents and she <laughs> sort of like turns around and goes I'm Victoria hi oh yeah and,
0: she is into it
1: yeah and George like <laughs> looks puzzled over at Jerry and Elaine <laughs> in Jerry's apartment Jerry gets a phone call and he has a show that's been canceled. Uh, meanwhile, Kramer comes in, and he's ta- he's so excited. That his coffee table book is a go. He's going to start going out on a press tour. His first stop is Regis and Kathy Lee. Uh, I love that Jerry asked him if he wants to borrow the puppy shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a uh, nice callback.
1: Yeah, yeah, very nice callback about you know going on talk shows and things like that. Then Jerry's phone rings, and he gets a, a new show the same week for the same money <laughs> uh, and a totally new job. And Kramer's like, you're even Steven, pointing out, I guess, that everything always kind of works out. For Jerry. Oh, yeah. yeah, he always he's never up. He's never down. He's always even Steven <laughs> in George's car. He's on a date with Victoria and he's saying something like, oh, why shave? You know, she asked him. I, I think she asked him if he's going to shave or something like that. And he's like, well, you know, why shave every day? If uh, <laughs> if that superficiality matters to you, well, this may not work out. <laughs> And, and he
0: and yeah. George gets cut off too. Yeah,
1: by a but car. Yeah, it, driving.
0: This is just uh, I, I know, like we're at, obviously still at the very beginning of this episode. This is just so weird to see George act like
1: this. Oh yeah, it was awesome because. Like right away, you know, so a woman would be like, "Why don't you shave?" He's like, "Oh, God, yes, yes, totally." You know, I, I will. I I got to do everything I can to keep this woman on the hook, and so I have to make myself into what she wants me to be. But no, instead he's like, "Well, eh, you know, if it matters, what's on the outside to you? I, I don't think we're going to work out." And then you know, this car cuts him off, and he almost flies off the handle, but he 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 stays completely calm. <laughs> he's like, oh, "There are," he says, "there are more things to worry about, or something like that. There are bigger things to worry about." He, over at the Metro Theater. There are loud talkers behind Victoria and George where they're at a movie and they're kicking the seats. George, George's instinct, of course, is to like fold. If Victoria's even like, you want to move? And George's instinct is to, you know, fold like a house of cards. So he does the opposite. And he stands up and chews the guys out and talks about like, you know, going outside <laughs> and you want to try me and things like that. And the whole theater erupts into applause once these guys, once George shuts these guys up.
0: Did did you catch what the guys were saying? Uh, I remember, I, I remember, like thinking, I'm like, oh my god, this is oh. this is bad. Okay, I don't, I don't remember what it was. Not like problematic bad, but I'm like, oh god, the, the, I've had experiences with with this type of person.
1: Oh geez, what what were they saying?
0: I I, I don't know. I don't I don't recall. Oh. I, I I just remember the the way I thought about it when watching it.
1: Yeah. Well, anybody that talks during a movie is an idiot. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, at any volume, I, I can't stand even like
0: even like a whisper.
1: Uh, I don't. Yeah. No thanks. It can wait. <laughs> it can wait. I think I've just been spoiled going to m- movies by myself for so long that I'm like, oh, oh my God. yeah. When someone like is like, hey, that's that guy. <laughs> like, you don't think I recognize? <laughs> you don't think I recognize that guy or whatever? You know, like during the previews is fine. Like during the commercials, of course, is fine. During the previews, you're on notice. Mm -hmm. But the second you, like, even someone I'm with, like, oh, no. Like, you get up to go to the bathroom, (laughs) you find out later what happened while you're gone. Like, I'm I'm sorry. You know, I I just hate, I just hate it. Like, you you
0: don't, you're not the person who, whenever someone comes back from the restroom, you're not telling them what they missed?
1: No. I mean, unless, (laughs) unless someone, like, really important died or something, like. I and I'm also the guy that like checks Run P. Even though the last time I used the bathroom during a movie was like 2001, <laughs> I still check the Run P app every single time. Does Run P
0: still get updated? Oh yeah! Wow! I had, oh yeah! I had Run P on my first iPod Touch, and like it was so wonky, I didn't know it was still around.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. They really, they really cleaned it up. I got a whole wow. It's been around for ten years. Jeez. I just opened it up, and it's 2009 to um. Wow! Let me see, to to 2020. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I had it. I had it on my first iPod Touch, my sophomore year of high school. So that would have been like to 2009. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, here it is. I see Onward, The Invisible Man, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Those Jeez. are the big, the big movies. They they already have some of the movies that are coming out uh, this week. The Hunt is already up there. Oh, so. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think it's that guy's job now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I yeah. Really, you can like, probably
0: you can probably live off ad revenue.
1: Yeah, ad revenue and like you can either watch ads to get the pee times, or you can pay for you know bu- you can buy the Infinity P coin, which will give you access to the app for life, which is like I don't know ten bucks or something. Hmm. But I normally just watch a thirty second ad and I get a a P coin or two. Uh, if you've never <laughs> used this, it tells you where to go to the bathroom during a movie, and it tells you what happens during that pee time and how long you have, and things like that. I just love the term P coin. P-Coin, P-Time, yeah, the infinity P-Coin is funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But but these guys were, like, way out of line. I mean, anyone that talks like that is, is obviously a, a, oh, the God, biggest yeah. idiot in the yeah. world. yeah Outside Victoria's apartment, rather, it's the end of the date, and she's inviting George up, and of course, his first inst- instinct is to jump at any opportunity to have sex, but instead, he does the opposite and says, I don't think we should. You know, we don't know each other that well, I think he says. <laughs> uh and and she goes, who are you? And he goes, I'm the opposite of every guy you've ever met. <laughs> uh, so it's really working out for George.
0: You know, in our in our early episodes where we like made a drinking game, where every time we said zeitgeist, you yeah. had to uh, take a drink. I feel like if you were to take just a sip of alcohol every time <laughs> we're going to say and have said opposite in this episode, yeah. you would be obliterated by the end yeah, of this but- episode
1: start the episode over you can skip all the coronavirus stuff and and you know things like that but start the episode over from the first time we say the word opposite oh there it is again And, oh, and man do that should, that's an order should i put a time code in the description yeah or maybe like put <laughs> definitely put in the show notes drink every time we say the opposite there it is again oh man you know what i'm gonna do the opposite of you
0: and i'm just not gonna say the word opposite
1: <laughs> oh you just did it twice oh I no to, damn yeah i hate to give you the news <laughs> You just did the opposite of what you said you were going to do, Ted. Oh,
0: you just said it
1: <laughs> uh, over at the Cineplex Odeon. Uh, Elaine is there waiting for Jake Jarmel, and an usher comes up. Did you recognize this usher? Uh, no. Who? Who's this the usher? is Regis Phil. no, I'm just kidding. This is one of our. <laughs> this is one of our noted guest stars, though. This is French Stewart. <laughs> this is this is the French Stewart. So you didn't recognize this guy? No. Well, because, I, because he was technically mentioned in our last episode, I, this is the pre-homework that I did. Okay. Because I don't know why it's so odd that he's mentioned because, sure, he's, you know, not a well-known, obviously not a well-known guy now because otherwise <laughs> you would know him. But, you know, he certainly had his run from 1996 to 2001. Most people know French Stewart as Harry from Third Rock from the Sun.
0: Oh,
1: Okay. The show that gave us George Joseph Gordon Levitt and uh, some good, uh, what's his face, uh, John Lithgow. They play aliens that come to Earth. Did you ever watch this show?
0: No, I don't think I have.
1: You would have been pretty young, but it, w- it was like you know, silly. Hu- had you heard of it anyway?
0: Yeah, I've, I've definitely yeah, heard yeah. of it. When did it start? Ninety six.
1: Ninety six to oh one.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I was uh, four to nine.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that the, the humor would have been like right in your wheelhouse as a 9-year-old especially I feel like, you know, it was it was silly and it was physical and you know, it was the same kind of humor as like Men in Black, say, you know, just very oh, fish out okay. of water stuff. Okay. And, and so aliens trying to make sense trying to make sense of life on Earth, you know, it's just just ripe with comedy. Um or rife with comedy. I always forget which way that goes. I'm not but, sure. But so he was he was super famous during that cuz he was the really weird one. He was the alien who like made almost no attempt to actually you know, everything, every time he tried to be human, he would always go about it in a hilarious way. Yeah. Uh, and and so, but he wasn't some other stuff. Let me throw this at you because I was like, all right, he had to be in some Disney shit that Ted might know. So um, <laughs> how about a voice on Phineas and Ferb in 2008? He was only in one episode, but oh, nah. I, I, after I, your time, you were too old for it by that point. I,
0: I, I think uh, I, I never got too into Phineas and Ferb.
1: Ah, interesting. He was Gaston Lamode. if you happen to see that. He was on <laughs> a show I'd never heard of called Zeke and Luther
0: uh, is, in that, is that a
1: 2010.
0: N- I think that was a Nickelodeon show, or was, was it Disney as well? I, I've heard of it, never watched yeah. any of it.
1: I think it was about skateboarders or something.
0: I think you're right.
1: Uh, so he was on one episode of that, and then in 2010 <laughs> also he was in this. I do know this show was in, on Nickelodeon, True Jackson V.P.,
0: Okay. I, I've, i again, heard of it, yeah. but 2010, I was uh, a, a junior in high school. So, yeah, uh, now pa- watching the pa- Nickelodeon past, shows. Past my Nickelodeon days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he was Donald the Delightful on one episode of that. But he, I referenced this last week as well. I said he played the main character in a movie that you might have seen when the famous actor who played the part did not want to come back for the direct-to-video sequel he took over for Matthew Broderick. Do you know what the movie was? No. Inspector Gadget 2. Oh my god, really? Yes, he is wow. Inspector Gadget from Inspector Gadget 2.
0: <laughs> did did they Did you watch Inspector Gadget 2? Have you seen it before?
1: No, I've never seen Inspector Gadget. I feel like I'd be lost if I saw part 2. Okay. <laughs> you
0: just wouldn't be able to keep up with the story it's so yeah. it's so complex
1: uh, i have a feeling have you seen either one i'm guessing at least the first
0: one. i, I saw the first one yeah yeah
1: you never saw the direct-to-video sequel
0: i don't <laughs> think so I, i'm trying to think i'm wondering if like they wrote off the original inspector gadget uh or if they just like uh open on the second movie and he looks different now
1: that that's what it is that's what I'm thinking it is because they're like Matthew Broderick won't come back you know if you put the hat and trench coat on that's inspector gadget no 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 dumb kids are going to notice that it's not you know famous you know tony award and uh, winner matthew broderick so uh, i think we're fine oh my god well here's another instance then i doubt i if you've seen this movie i will i will be very surprised but it's not the only time that he's taken over for an actor who refused to come back for a direct to video sequel he also played a role that Daniel Stern made famous in two movies, but would not come back for number four. Home and then, Alone. So there was... Yeah! Yes! <laughs> and so he played Marv in Home Alone 4, Taking Back the House in 2002. <laughs>
0: oh. oh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. So forget... And, and they didn't even try to write a Joe Pesci character for Home Alone 4, they marv teams up with his wife or something like that and so i'm like you know matthew broderick and inspector gadget's one thing but daniel stern is completely a different like french Stewart, that's a bridge too far in my in my opinion
0: was he uh was he in home alone three as well or was he in home alone four and five
1: i think three they introduced some other characters like Mm -hmm. but four brought back a kid who's Kevin McAllister that's not played by Macaulay Culkin, obviously, because by 2002, Macaulay Culkin was like definitely not in oh, yeah. fighting shape to be in Home Alone 4. <laughs> but it is, but they brought back a lot of different characters from the original, but not anybody who, and none of the actors. Oh, okay. All the characters, none of the actors. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was the tagline <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone 4. All the characters, none of the actors. God. <laughs> <laughs> But so I I just found that pretty interesting. But so your paths have crossed. Definitely, Ted, you and French Stewart, but you just didn't (laughs) know it at the time. But French Stewart does play the usher that comes up to Elaine and tells her that Jake Jarmel has been in an accident and he's in the hospital. And Elaine starts to rush off, but she stops at and orders some juji fruits from the concession stand. Have you ever had juji fruits? I have not. Me neither. I'm guessing they're kind of like Mike and Ike's or some sort of. Uh, licorice thing like that or what are the other what are the non-licorice Mike and Ike's called those aren't Juji fruits are they uh
0: good and plenty
1: good and plenties thank you yes I'm guessing it's kind of like that yeah probably I, I've, I have I've no idea it's a shame we're not in the same room anymore I definitely try to track some down some <laughs> jujee fruits <laughs> and, 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 and have and, us and force them down my throat or some down your throat and force you to dry heave into the trash can nice. I'm, I'm, people miss that that's the number one request we get <laughs> from people in Newman's mail sack is, we want to hear Ted Dryheap on the show again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Keep the letters coming, though. Maybe he'll just try something on his own for you, okay? <laughs> you need to start your own disgusting ASMR channel, Ted. That's oh, what people no. want from you. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't there a word? Isn't there, like... Maybe we don't want to talk about this, but I feel like someone, you know, as, as into or as knowledgeable in Internet culture will know, isn't there a term for the people who, like... Gorge themselves on food on video channels wasn't that like kind of a trend that got some press late last year or something like that you know what i'm talking about i i'm not sure actually wow i feel like there was a name for it anyway uh i don't know if we want to look at look at homework for that for next week uh but that's what people want ted we got to give the people what they want you got to give the people what they want over at St. Vincent Hospital, that's where Jake Jarmel has been taken. He you know, is, is luckily in good shape, but Elaine is sitting there eating the Juji Fruits with Jake Jarmel, and he asks her when she bought them, and he finds out it was after he found out she was in an accident, and he's insulted that Elaine bought Juji Fruits before going to the hospital and she even bought popcorn too, which we didn't see. And she, um, I think that, that must come up later. It's but, in,
0: it's in like, uh, not the next scene, uh, yeah. but uh, a couple scenes from now, we, we just learned that she ate the popcorn on the way over.
1: Yeah. in the cab on the way over. That's why she was still eating Juji fruits uh, when she got to the hospital.
0: What episode was Jake Jarmel from? I had, uh, I had a hell of a time remembering this and still can't.
1: They get in an argument about, exclamation points because he's like Mr. Perfect. Hmm. But Elaine still finds something wrong with him. I don't know again the exact episode, but you know, Jerry's like, you're going to find something wrong with him. And then he's like, uh, you know, oh your friend left a message. She had the baby and there's no exclamation point in the message. And Elaine freaks out about that, even though he's a writer. <laughs> and so she adds exclamation points to all of his, um, you know, to his manuscript that she's reading. And stuff. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find really quick Jake Jarmel. Um, yeah, got, he's got to
0: have like his own uh, Seinfeld Wikia page, right?
1: Yeah, first appearance, Wiki the sign. sniffing accountant.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yes, and this won't, be, this won't be the last time we see Jake Jarmel, in fact.
0: Hmm, okay. So, okay. Yeah.
1: So he kicks Elaine out of the hospital room. In Jerry's apartment, he's playing a poker game with some dudes, and everyone's talking about, "Oh, I won this amount, I lost this amount, and Jerry broke even." More evidence that he is even Steven, as Kramer said earlier. <laughs> Speaking to Kramer at WABC, Regis and Kathy Lee uh, are being uh, their shows being filmed, and how weird was this? Like that used to be what the show looked like. It took place in this weird house Ugh. set where there were steps was to nowhere, hideous. and and uh, weird couches Lord. and stuff. Yeah, is, really is, is weird. That,
0: is that what all daytime TV looked like to
1: an extent? I think so. Yeah, God, in my, in my what, foggy memory of what, the time
0: was the intention to be like they're in your living room, they're talking to you
1: personally. Because sadly, that, I think it was Jesus
0: <laughs> H. That's oh man.
1: Yeah, it was like we just we just we just gab in our kitchen just like you do. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, we just bring in our director's chairs and sit wi- weirdly in the middle of our living room like everyone else. There's a perfectly good couch behind us, but we like to sit in the middle of the floor.
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty, just, just hideous. Just, just very <laughs> 90s, very 90s. Kramer makes his entrance and he kisses. He, like, really plants one on Kathy Lee when he enters, oh which is God, hilarious. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I didn't see, like, who went in for the kiss first. I, I'm guessing Kramer.
1: Yeah, or or Kathy Lee might have gone in for, like, a, a Hollywood kiss, you know, where they just... But Kramer, like, just really planted one on her. Jeez. But he just, you know, he kind of makes a weird, funny, physical Kramer entrance. And, and Regis was already excited about him being on the show. He won't stop talking about how this guy's bonkers. You no, know, he says bonk-o's. Boncos? No, boncos. you're kidding me. No, he says boncos. This, oh my this, god, these guys! Boncos. It really sounded like it sounded like like Regis's accent, but just bon. <laughs> I think this guy's bonkers. No, you know?
0: the the captions definitely say boncos. B o b o n k o s okay which which was even better because uh uh, boncos. uh grace and i's dog bosco we always call him bonk and bonko and bonky ah, perfect <laughs> so it's <was> like bonkos <laughs> all day <laughs> they
1: love the book there's even little legs that pop out so that the if you don't have a coffee table the coffee table book about coffee tables can turn into a coffee table and again again i wrote down bonkers that just calls it bonkers. Um, <laughs> and Kramer picks up his coffee mug and he, he starts drinking out of it and then he spits whatever was in it everywhere. I always thought there were water <laughs> in those things. I remember being young and going, oh, they're drinking coffee. But then I find out that most of the time there's water in yeah, those cups.
0: It, it's either going to be like water or uh, just like a, a, a cold or room temperature drink to, uh, I don't know, hydrate you. I, I could imagine it being like... A vitamin water or like a gatorade yeah, or something. Maybe you want something
1: flavored. Maybe you want sparkling water or something. But I, I was, I always, I always literally thought as a kid that there was coffee in there, but, <laughs> but there almost never is. But I guess that's what we're led to believe.
0: Yeah, it's a coffee cup. That's why. Yeah. That's why yeah. we believe it. But I, I, I'm with you. I think 90% of the time it's just water.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that I don't think it's it's um, deceitful. I don't think anyone goes. Don't let anybody know there's water in here. We <laughs> want them to think it's coffee. I think I think it's just. I think everybody knew it was always water. Mm-hmm. But I don't know because coffee's going to sit there during the interview and just get cold. Mm-hmm. And, but but I think in this episode specifically, we're led to believe that there's coffee in there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like maybe the
0: are we. Maybe,
1: well, why else would he spit it everywhere? Maybe
0: he expected it to be coffee, and when it was water, he was surprised.
1: Oh, that could be. I feel like also there is a there is something he says later when he's in the pendant office about it. Was well, it the coffee thing? I feel like he said the word coffee. I might be wrong about that.
0: I have no idea.
1: <laughs> we might get to it. Oh, yeah, so it's coming up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to see if I wrote anything down about that. or if. Um... But anyway, he spits all over Regis and Kathy Lee. Over in Jerry's apartment, Elaine is apparently over with Jake Jarmel. Uh, the relationship is over because of the juji fruit thing, and this is where we find out that she got popcorn too and ate it first on the cab ride over, and so that's why she's still had juji fruits up in the room because Jerry's like, "Why didn't you just finish him before you got there?" <laughs> Jerry is still talking about evening out and how you know he's even Stephen, and Elaine says, "Well, give me twenty bucks," and she throws the twenty out the window. I like what Jerry said here. You know, you could have used a pencil. <laughs> like <laughs> Throw a pencil out the window. See if I get another pencil back. Uh, George comes up, and he found the $20 on the sidewalk. <laughs> so everything's coming up, George. Victoria's uncle works with the Yankees, and she's getting George a job interview there, which is awesome. Oh, man. And they're all headed somewhere. Meanwhile, Jerry finds a 20 in his jacket, once again, evening out.
0: <laughs> uh, did you catch, like, George doing uh the opposite of what his natural instinct is he said this is my new religion and uh i I think jerry had the line he's like i guess that would make you the antichrist yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's
0: a that's a dark line for primetime tv i think
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it is it's it's pretty funny though it works on it at a level oh
0: absolutely it's a good line but oh my god that's a dark (laughs) line for like 90s middle america primetime tv
1: yeah (laughs) Over at Pendant Publishing, Kramer is meeting with Lippman, who still has a cold. And as I kind of alluded to earlier, there's going to be no more television appearances. I feel like this is where he mentioned, oh, because of the coffee thing. I feel like he says something like that. Um, He also, Kramer's also bummed about Sonya Live. He's like, oh, not Sonya Live. You can't cancel that, which I don't remember this show. We might have to look it up next week and just see what Sonya Live was.
0: I have no idea. Uh, Speaking of canceled, though, did you catch what Kramer ran into right in the uh, entryway of Lippman's office? The, what were we
1: calling it? The The CSI. CSI. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, the CSI. (laughs) Yeah, because Lipman's office is decorated in a Southwest motif, so talk about great (laughs) continuity. It's everywhere. Kramer also has pretty funny reactions to Lipman's little coughing fit that he has here in this scene. Gets very physical, like, freaking out about it.
0: Oh, yeah. I I remember uh, Lipman just coughs all over, doesn't he? And, And he doesn't cover his mouth for any of them, I don't think.
1: Yeah, he's it's it's very very disturbing, especially yeah when you have a cold like that, uh, and that's why Kramer yeah sort of freaks out uh, over at Yankee Stadium. The principal from the Breakfast Club is interviewing George. I'm guessing this is one of the guys that was mentioned in the guest star roles. I don't remember who um, else I know was? like DD D. Pfeiffer or something like that was. Mm. Was referenced?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. It was D.D. Uh, Pfeiffer, Regis, Kathy Lee, and French Stewart. We've seen the the oh. latter three, so I
1: guess this would be D.D. Pfeiffer? No, I think that's Victoria, if okay. I was going to guess. Because, uh, yeah, this guy is Paul Gleason.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, we- yeah, Paul weird that Paul Gleason. they didn't mention him. I'm re- What's that? Weird that they didn't mention him.
1: I know. I'd be really insulted if I was in like the seminal '80s movie and <laughs> like, they got me on Seinfeld. Like, and then, oh come on, French Stewart gets a feature, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, French Stewart before he was famous. Yeah, like they shouldn't mention French Stewart because he wasn't famous at this point. <laughs> Paul Gleason was already in a bunch of stuff, so I'm I'm very shocked that he wasn't mentioned. In fact, remind me when we fix this later on to take French Stewart out and replace him with Paul Gleason. that's what i'm gonna do when we do the synopsis again (laughs) okay (laughs) um and george isn't dressed up at all he's just sort of dressed in his regular george norm attire uh he hasn't even taken his jacket off his windbreaker and he's being brutally honest and the interviewer is impressed and says get ready for it you're the opposite of every applicant we've had in so far (laughs) and uh, george steinbrenner walks by who owned Owned or owns the Yankees? I don't know. I I think it still owns. I want to say that's right. Yeah. And he introduces George to George Steinbrenner. And George says something like, you know, uh, you know, Steinbrenner's like, oh, it's a pleasure. He's like, well, I wish I could say the same. And he tells off (laughs) George Steinbrenner. Who, by the way, do you recognize the voice? It's ADR, so kind of give is, it away. Is
0: it Larry David? It's Larry David.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Larry David is the voice of George Steinbrenner for the length, uh, for the rest of the show. Oh, For the rest God. of the series, I should say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's doing like a George Steinbrenner voice like, oh, by George, I think we should get that in here. You know, it's, it's something like that. Um, which I guess is the way George Steinbrenner talks. I have no idea. But could I, if I could kick it back to Inspector Gadget, George Steinbrenner <laughs> is a lot like Dr. Claw, where we're never going to see his face.
0: Oh, okay. Dude, yeah. Okay.
1: So, it, it's it's pretty funny in that way. And George, you know, <laughs> tells him off about how he's been running the Yankees and and the interviewer is like, "Oh my gosh." She's like, "I do not want to see what's going to happen next." But Steinbrenner says, "Hire this man." <laughs> and there we go. George is employed. And that's it. I I'm, I'm guessing it's just
0: because like Steinbrenner's just impressed that like someone could stand up to him.
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Like George's instinct is to, you know, we've seen him in interviews before groveling and faking, like they're yeah. doing a great job wherever you are. Oh, the Yankee. I wouldn't change a thing about the way they're being run. You know, that's his instinct <laughs> is to just like kiss ass. But the uh, the opposite, it turns out to be true. Over at Penda Publishing, Tina is there to see Elaine. And we haven't seen Tina in quite some time, but this is the ex-roommate who dated Kramer, who has some sort of the the actress has made some odd choices, I'll say, in playing Tina. It, I was only reminded of it once again. It almost ruins the episode for me because the show has a different tone than the last time. She's like a caricature of like, hey, Alan, why do you die? Like, what are you? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, it irked me more than ever.
0: How long has it been since we've seen Tina?
1: Oh boy, that's a good question. Oh, All right, God. we might have to we might have to save that for next time. I don't know if we'll be able to. Okay, I don't know if my fingers fingers will work. Let me see. Um, I can always edit this out. Well, cause but I, I, I,
0: I, wrote that. I'm like, has she been gone for four years?
1: It's been a long time.
0: I, I don't, I don't know why I wrote four years. I don't know if Elaine, uh, mentioned that. Yeah, she's been gone for a couple of years. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm like, I, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't, I've been gone for four yards. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was a uh, princess bubblegum <laughs> or not princess
1: bubblegum. Lumpy space princess. I don't know who that is.
0: It's adventure time, Tim. I Ca- gotcha. You got to catch up.
1: Her first appearance was in The Deal, which was Season 2, Episode 14. Her second (laughs) appearance was in The Truth, which was Season 3, Episode 19. So she has been gone for almost two full seasons, Season 4 and and most of Season 5. Well,
0: I I mean, uh, if you're going like Season 3, Episode 19 to Season 5, Episode 21, then it's over two full seasons.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And this will be the last time we see Tina, which is a real drag for me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm saying the opposite of what I mean right now. (laughs) Um, But anyway, and I don't get what's going on. Elaine is subletting her apartment from her, but they already lived together. I don't understand. Do you understand the deal going on here? Nope. Nope. I don't.
0: <laughs> Maybe Tina had the apartment before Elaine moved in, and Elaine was, like, subletting a room. And then Tina yeah. moved out, and Elaine just uh, continued subletting. Uh, so Tina's name was still on the lease, but Elaine was just paying for
1: it? That sounds right. This all sounds right. Yeah, because she, Tina's. we've had scenes in Elaine's apartment, and Tina hasn't been there, so... You know, I guess that's how they I guess that's how they sort of retconned that. Mm-hmm. Not that she had, you know, Tina doesn't have to be there all the time. But, you know, the, the fact that she's subletting her apartment from Tina, but who knows where Tina is. She's still in the city. Why she doesn't want to live in her own apartment, we don't know. But I I was confused about who was subletting from who <laughs> until it's like, is Tina subletting from because I'm like, did Elaine say I'm subletting my apartment? to her, or I'm sub- subletting my apartment from her. She does, I, I she does from. say from. She does say from. Yeah. But Elaine's getting kicked out of the apartment, whatever the deal is, because, first of all, she buzzed up. She won't stop buzzing people up. Once, it was a jewel thief, and Elaine was like, I didn't know she was a, that he was a jewel thief when I buzzed him up. <laughs> and also, a Jehovah's Witness she let into the building, which I guess irked a lot of the residents. So, they're complaining about Elaine, and she's getting kicked out of her building. Over monk's Jerry and Rachel are uh, eating uh, there and talking about the... Uh, Jerry is talking about the advantages of homosexuality, <laughs> one of which is you double your wardrobe almost immediately. <laughs> and it's not too problematic, I don't think, until he says, when they're talking to a new recruit... Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, th- this is... I know I've, I've brought up like this uh, facet of Jerry's problematic jokes before. Uh, yeah. His whenever like he has uh, a setup that just makes me go oh no where is this yeah. going I, and then like uh, because it, he starts it off he's like the, you know what the best thing about homosexuality is i'm like yeah. oh no no jerry what are you doing and he, he says this stuff about wardrobe i'm like oh okay
1: not a problem and then yeah when they approach a new recruit ah oh, there no! it is oh no <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he might as well have said, like, you know, when you're when you're thinking about whether you want to be gay, that's got to be blah blah blah, you know, like that's essentially, you know, when the when the when the gay mafia, you know, when the gay agendas is trying to he might enlist he might, another member.
0: He might as well have just come out and said, uh, point blank, you know, when all of these men choose to be gay,
1: <laughs> you know, when you make the lifestyle choice to do that. <laughs> One of the pluses is double your wardrobe.
0: <laughs> Good Lord.
1: <laughs> when they're talking to a new recruit. Um, but Rachel, she's got other stuff on her mind. She breaks up with Jerry, that, saying, saying she doesn't want to see him anymore. And Jerry is, is because he's even Steven and because he's uh, you know he's got this uh, philosophy in his mind now, he's like, oh, okay. He's not affected by it at all. And he's like, no, don't worry. I'll, I'll meet somebody else. <laughs> Which is a pretty funny way to to break up with someone, like to be broken up with. Could
0: you imagine, like, breaking up with somebody and then in the same breath they're like, "It's okay, I'll meet somebody else."
1: Ah, uh, if you think someone's about to break up with you and you're listening to this, like, really, just do that. Jeez, <laughs> like, really? That's I think it. I think it's a boss move.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll definitely catch the other person off guard. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, unless they listen too and this is something you guys shared. Oh boy. Well, I don't know who's going to get custody of no hugging no learning, but I it, hope it's you.
0: It's okay. it's okay. You you can both still listen to it. Tim and I That's will be true. Tim and I will be the the children that you never had that you can each get custody to. And then whenever we launch our Patreon, it that'll be the child support. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you were, if you were, if we have already launched the Patreon in the future, and you're and you're listening to this, uh, I don't know how you're going to split that up because I'm sure one person put it on their card, and and maybe <laughs> you feel, maybe you feel like it evened out in other ways, but now it doesn't. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you there. Maybe both sign up. That's what I would say. Both, yes. you know, you yes. should both be Patreon. Th- that or, patrons, patrons, patrons of our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's that's the term. So if you, I don't like that. Like, why I, call it Patreon then? Why not call it Patron? Because you are the patron. Sign up for our... Who's the patron? The
0: the person paying.
1: Yeah. I feel like if you're a patron of Patreon, you should be called a Patreon. Hmm. I, 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 don't I That's know. probably... It's probably incorrect. It's probably like old people, you know, slang like, oh, are, are you a, a Facebooker? Or whatever. <laughs> you know, I I'm probably... You know, showing my age at this point where I'm like, hey, they should be called a Patreon. Are you a Patreon of that podcast? <laughs> that sounds right to me.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, it, it's no different than someone saying, oh, yeah, do you want to Twitter it out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Twitter that out. Oh, God. Yes, <sighs> I, that's the age I'm at where I, I say words like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over in Jerry's apartment, George uh, got the job with the Yankees. He's going to be assistant to the travel secretary. He's got a job in the stadium. He's working in the stadium. He's got an office there. He's going to be on the plane with the team. He is moving into an apartment on 86th that he looked at with Jerry, and Jerry is impressed. with. He was like, that was a great place. So George is moving out of his parents' house. He's got a job. Meanwhile, Elaine comes in, and she is you know, kind of bummed and and depressed about being kicked out of her apartment. And Jerry, meanwhile, can only think about himself and, (laughs) and points out that he has two friends, one up and one down. It used to be that Elaine was up and George was down, but now George is up and Elaine is down. So he's got two friends and it all evens out for him. One is up and and one is down.
0: (laughs) And then George even like half-heartedly suggests to Elaine that maybe she can move in with his parents.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Over at Pendant Publishing, the Japanese company, we find out that uh, there's a Japanese company that bought Pendant Publishing and sort of pulled them out of almost having to close down or declare bankruptcy or something. And the representatives from that Japanese company are in the office, and Lipman goes to meet them, and he leaves his handkerchief on his desk. And meanwhile, Elaine is shoving juji fruits in her mouth. She was meeting with Lipman in the office, and she tries to warn Lipman that he left his snot rag on the desk, but he can't hear her because a, she's mumbling because of too many Juji fruits in her mouth, but also the the Juji fruits are muffling the sound of her voice, much like the <laughs> gum in the episode where Jerry, where the, the Sparrow square episode.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so the Japanese businessmen show up and Lippman won't shake hands with the guy. And for some reason, that reason is not translated to the businessman about you know wanted, not wanting to transmit germs, which by the way, how friggin' timely again is all of this? Uh, and the Japanese businessman is oh you know way insulted by the fact that Lipman wouldn't shake his hand. <laughs> Over at George's parents' house, can't call this George's anymore because no. he's moving out. He's moving out, and uh, his his mom seems kind of upset about it. His dad is as unaffected as anything George does. Um, but his mom is, I think, kind of upset that he's moving out. And George walks over to them and talks about how he's really going to miss them. And he, I, I love you both. And Kramer <laughs> even finds that puzzling. But Jerry points out to Kramer that that's the opposite of what George means. <laughs> uh, over at Monks, the Juji Fruits have now led to the end of Pendant Publishing and Kramer's book, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true. Because uh, the, the, the coffee table book was just killed dead. Because uh, mm-hmm. there, there's no publisher. But, like, Elaine even says she had eight jujifruit fruit in her mouth. Like, yeah. wh- what human does this? Th- this, is not <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, this is not normal human behavior.
1: Yeah, shoves an unhealthy amount of food that they can't chew in, a, in any sort of effective way into their mouth. I don't know. In
0: a public setting.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no idea, but it cost Elaine her job. And mm-hmm. now Elaine... Has become George. No job, no place to live. And George comes in and he could not be in higher spirits. He's in a business suit. <laughs> he's talking about um you know having a meeting with Don Mattingly. and, you know, like very like name dropping in a way oh, that George yeah. would like, Oh, so uh Don Mattingly, uh, you know, we talked about his stance a little bit. He's trying a new thing out. I said, Don, keep at it until it stops working, or something like that. Like he's just being very cool about the fact that he's living Every boy who, drew, who grew up in Queens dream of working for the Yankees and rubbing elbows with their stars. Did you do you remember the name Don Mattingly? Uh, the, only, missing, the only thing the only thing I
0: remember Don Mattingly from is Homer at the Bat of the yes. Simpsons, <laughs> where where Mr. Burns just
1: uh, made him trim the sideburns, which I think is something that actually happened to Don Mattingly. I think that was <laughs> real? from the headlines. Where <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was famous for his his sideburns, and I want to say maybe it was even St- uh, Steinbrenner who made him like sort of clean up and start shaving oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah so might have to might have to look up more of that but um it reminds me and i'm glad the simpsons exist because it, it reminds me of a sports reference from very early on in the series that i was very shocked that you didn't remember i think it was patrick ewing mm. right like you don't, don't know you didn't remember you still don't know you've learned oh, the, nothing from the, this podcast the,
0: <laughs> the the basketball guy
1: Yeah, yeah, I think he's, like, (laughs) going to be out for a game or something like that. But, yeah, yeah, I remember, so... You didn't know Don Mattingly from the Yankees. You knew him from the Simpsons. From, I, I knew Don Mattingly from the Simpsons. I didn't know yeah. he was a Yankee. <laughs> I, I do love that bit though, where you know Burns tells him to keep get rid of his sideburns, even when he has like essentially a mullet because he's shaved all the way around his head. <laughs> I love that. I love that visual gag from that episode. It, it that really is one of the top Simpsons episodes. It's like, the, and I don't think anybody has used guest stars as well. As that episode had, they had so many huge baseball stars. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr., Jose Canseco, Steve Sachs. You know, I could name a lot of players from, from that episode, and they're all used in hilarious bits. Like, yeah. the, I forget who it is, because uh, Ken Griffey Jr. starts drinking the tonic that. Mr. Burns wants all of them to drink and he gets gigantism <laughs> in his head. And then there's one oh yeah. Steve Sachs is arrested for every murder that's ever happened in Springfield because he can't uh, he can't, uh, you know, he has no alibi for his whereabouts. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think it's Jose Canseco who ends up taking everything out of that woman's house that's on fire. That's the only God. one I'm not sure about. Oh, Ozzie Smith is in that episode. Daryl Strawberry, of course. How could we forget? So many. I mean, uh, the other reason I remember all these guys' names is I was still collecting baseball cards probably at the time that it was airing, or at least they were stars when I was collecting baseball cards.
0: This turned into a Homer at the Bat review real quick.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, think of how many shows we've reviewed besides Seinfeld in this episode. I think you should leave Regis and Kathy Lee, The Simpsons, Homer at the Bat. I think there's even like one or two more that that I'm missing. Um, but Ph- Phineas and Ferb, Inspector Gadget <laughs> Yeah, Inspector Gadget We reviewed basically, oh, Home Alone, the Home Alone franchise Jeez. Yeah, yeah, a lot of media mentioned A lot of media uh, The check comes, and Jerry and Kramer Are like splitting it, Jerry throws some down and, and Kramer's like, whoa, mine was way more than yours I should put that, and Jerry's like, ah, oh, you know what We'll call it even uh, And that's the end of the episode We do get one more stand-up bit About how Jerry, I think he likes coffee because it comes with so many accessories. Or maybe he just mentions that it, it does come with so many accessories. I, I think
0: he I think he was just saying that it encourages a lot of accessories.
1: Yeah. And meanwhile, alcohol helps you get rid of all those things. <laughs> that's it.
0: That's it. That, that's pretty much the whole bit, really.
1: That's the joke. <laughs> yeah. And that's how we end season five. And I thought it was a great... I mean, as as close as we're going to get maybe to a great Seinfeld cliffhanger. And I, I, I know we've had seasons that have ended on a cliffhanger before, like with Kramer going out to LA and stuff like that. But I thought this was a great way to end where George, everything's coming up. George and Elaine is down in the dumps. I thought that was mm-hmm. a great sort of place to end the season.
0: I'd have to agree. Honestly. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, I, I'm, I'm n- not that I wouldn't watch season six now because I, I, I kind of have to cause of this show. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I would definitely be interested if I'm watching it live to see, Oh, what's going to happen in season six. Are they all going to go back to completely normal?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wonder if Seinfeld was, I doubt it. There's no way it was on the bubble at this point. I was like, cause this, is, it's not a good series finale, but I could see the writers going, well, we don't know if we're coming back. Let's do something with some finality. Hmm. And this was like a fine, this would have been a fine series finale. You know, I'm glad we got four more seasons. Of course. But but there's no way it was on the bubble. Seinfeld was getting like three million views, uh, you know, an episode. I think at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I was an idiot for even thinking that. But it, it, I, I don't. I think it works as a series finale.
0: Okay, so what do we have for homework for next week? Do we do we want to do
1: this now, or do we want to get
0: into the season five retrospective?
1: We should close out the season before we get into the the retrospective? retrospective. Okay. Yeah. So
0: what do we what do we got for homework then? Uh, when we open season six, we want to look up or er, um, Don Mattingly if that actually yeah. happened with him and the sideburns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, whether
1: Jake, St- whether George Steinbrenner still owns the Yankees, were or, or oh, runs yeah. the Yankees or whatever whatever yeah. he was doing at the time.
0: Uh, how long uh, Tina was gone? Uh, we we already looked that up. We didn't already
1: we? did that. We already did that. Nice,
0: yeah. nice. Uh, we had uh, Sonia live.
1: Oh, Sonya Live. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, I I will look up to see if I can find what the trend is of people gorging themselves with food (laughs) on YouTube or any other internet media.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. Um, Was that it?
0: Uh, Oh, if if Elaine uh, got a new hairstyle, if this was actually filmed as part of season six.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look up some production. Yeah.
0: Wow so we got uh, we actually do have a lot of homework for next week yeah um,
1: okay uh,
0: better description
1: I think we can okay. Uh, <laughs> he like skipped. it wasn't a question you just said better description I was like I guess I better say what I always say <laughs> do, you, do you want to come up with a better description I think we can <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we had George Learn's success lies in doing the opposite of what he would normally do Semicolon guests D.D. Pfeiffer, Regis Philbin Kathy Lee Gifford, French Stewart
1: the only thing I want to change is <laughs> guests D.D. Pfeiffer, Regis Philbin Kathy Lee Gifford and Paul Gleason. <laughs> that's yeah, the only thing I want to I, change.
0: I, I would have to agree. I don't I don't know why French Stewart gets the feature credit in '94 when he doesn't have a sitcom uh, credit until '96.
1: Yeah, and Paul Gleason, and he's got one line. Paul Gleason has a whole scene uh, with George yeah. and and Steinbrenner. Yeah, I, I don't get it. <laughs> so that's but, what I want to do.
0: Maybe maybe that was just part of. French Stewart's deal. He's like, look, I'm going to be a star, baby. I need that feature credit. It's going to help me land a sitcom in two to three years.
1: <laughs> well, I have a feeling that a lot of these are, I know you say if you were looking at a TV guide, it's only because we don't have TV guides from 1994, but I'm sure that you think the same that I do, that Hulu has written these post Seinfeld being oh, yeah. a, a, a phenomenon. Oh yeah. So it's also Absolutely. written post French Stewart having been on Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: it, in all actuality, probably it doesn't mention any of the feature credits. It's probably just so, something close to George learned success lies in doing the opposite of what he would normally do. Yeah. If that much, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm double checking. Just oh, there we go. Paul Gleason, Seinfeld. I just wanted to make sure I was like, maybe that wasn't Paul Gleason. Maybe I'm making <laughs> a big deal out about this, and someone's gonna text in and go, "You idiots."
0: <laughs> well, we that that reminds me of. um we had a bit, like, in season two or season three where you just kept calling a guy by the wrong name. It was, uh, <laughs> God, I don't remember at this point. Was but, it an actor
1: or an episode?
0: Uh, it was an actor, an actor's name. God, <laughs> I, I, I have no idea.
1: I'm wrong so often <laughs> that it just...
0: All right, so, okay, let's let's close out this episode then. Yeah. Uh, see Next week, we've got season six, episode one, The <gasps> Chaperone. Uh, Original air date, September 22nd, 1994, and if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you are going to see Kramer Chaperone's Jerry's Date with a Beauty Contestant guest, Ian Abercrombie. Hmm. I don't know who that is. I don't either. (laughs) Okay, and now we, with this being the season finale of season five, do we want to get into our top episodes of the season? We usually do. Okay. Okay. I, I think a good way to start would just be what episodes did you star throughout the season?
1: The episodes that I starred throughout the season in chronological order are The Puffy Shirt, Season 5, Episode 2. Mm-hmm. It came so early in the season, we continuously reference it as a gold standard episode, or at least I did anyway, like talking about great episodes throughout Season 5. that I mean, it, it holds up as a great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, I liked... Season 5, episode 6, The Lip Reader. Hmm. okay. I, I started that one. And then, season 5, episode 8, The Barber. Ooh, okay. Yes. And then, season 5, episode 9, The Masseuse. Back-to-back episodes, 8 and 9, oh, were man. stars for me. You didn't like The Masseuse?
0: Uh, no, I, I like The Masseuse. Oh, okay. I, I don't think it made my, my list, though, of, like, final episodes. I, I, everything... Well, I shouldn't say everything. There was a lot of season five that was very good.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I think I think I have seven total. I, I haven't. I didn't write them down. As you can hear, you can probably hear me flipping through my notes. Uh, my next one is season five, episode eleven, the conversion. Mm-hmm. Then I liked <laughs> season five. I don't know why I'm saying season I don't five know. in front of all. I, um, I
0: don't know. You don't have to. They're all season five.
1: Season five, episode fifteen, <laughs> the pie. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't. I. I guess I really liked that one. That's the one <laughs> yeah. I remember being stymied by the fact that we never find out why she didn't like the pie. But I, I guess I liked it enough. <laughs> it, it didn't stick with me very much. I guess if I have to have an honorable mention, it might be the pie. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next one that I liked was in also in season five, Ted, <laughs> 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 episode um, twenty-one, the Hamptons. Okay, and that's my final list.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we, we'll, we'll get into like ranking those in a second. Ooh,
1: I don't know if I can do that. Oh,
0: you're going to have to. <laughs> oh
1: boy. I don't even remember what they are at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that pre-homework.
0: Okay, I I did the super prepared, uh, grabbed the nearest piece of paper and wrote them down as I waited for you to send the link that we could record on. Yeah. Uh, so it is currently written on a paper towel. But the episodes that I liked uh, throughout the season was uh, episode one, The Mango. Uh, Interesting. Episode two, The Puffy Shirt. Episode five, The Briss. Uh, oh. Episode 11, The Conversion. Episode yeah. 12, The Stall. Uh, I really did like episode fourteen, the marine biologist. I, I know I liked it m- way more than you did. Yeah. Uh, but I-, I I still think it was a a very good episode. Uh, season. 20... I wonder if that
1: comes back to me being a lifelong fan for years. Maybe. And you seeing it for the first time because Maybe. for sure, like I said, it's in the greatest hits. But unlike the puppy shirt, I-, I felt like it didn't hold up to that standard. But you saw it for the first time and and really loved it as a- as a lot of people must have.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, next I had uh, uh episode 20 the fire it, and th- this uh this is all like at the end of the season. I thought it was like a uh, banger 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 season uh, episode 20 the fire episode twenty one the Hamptons episode twenty two t- t- uh twenty two the opposite
1: wow yeah they they uh they hit three homers yeah, there at the end
0: but like uh if you if you wanted to rank yours uh i w- yeah. I will do my rankings now so you, you could like think of yours. It, it, those those were all just ones that stood out to me. I tried to pick five out of those. I did yeah. five, the Marine Biologist, four, the opposite, three, the stall, two, the Puffy Shirt, one, the Hamptons.
1: Wow. See, I was I was thinking already, the Puffy Shirt, number one, and the Hamptons, number two. Oh, really? I think that's an easy one and two. Mm. And then after that, after that, I have no idea. I'm having to like, flip <laughs> back and forth between all of them. There's one I mentioned. Oh, the pie. For some reason the pie I'm like I don't remember why I love that so much. So that would be the last one. Yeah. Um I can't rank the rest. See that that's Because uh, I don't have them in front of me. I might true. be able to do it next time. That's true.
0: That that's uh where I'm at with the marine biologist. It's my number five. I, I really liked it, but I can't pinpoint why.
1: Yeah, and I think the whole episode is probably saved by the speech at the end. That might be what you really loved about it. Maybe. <laughs> it's got some good it's got some good George BSing and stuff like that but I, maybe i can go through and, and try to rank the rest uh, you don't have week, to but... it's okay <laughs> <laughs> at least i got a solid one and two there and then i yeah, just have five yeah. others or whatever I, that I, are
0: i feel like uh puffy shirt in the hamptons is like gonna be pretty much everyone's one and two uh, I, yeah. I i would i, I would figure
1: the very strong episodes all right and i think that's it
0: all right wait wait you what you typically say, Is that it? And then I oh. say, That's it.
1: You're throwing me off now. <laughs> well well, is that it? Oh, I know we got some tweets last week. I mean, I know this episode is already pretty lengthy, and I think I heard my son just get up, but do we want to mention any tweets that we got? Oh my gosh. So my kid like walked in like a friggin' ghost and is just chilling behind me like I'm not even here. It's oh really my weird. Yeah, he like I didn't even i thought i heard the outside door open but i'd never heard the door to this room open so it's crazy <laughs> he's just playing with duplos like he's Jeez. never this good
0: <laughs> weird <laughs> i mean uh we'll, well we just have to like give shout out to oh shout out to anybody listening to this from uh, uh one of the wrestling podcasts i listened to uh solomonster sounds off uh gave us a, a really nice plug at the beginning of his show last sunday yeah. Um so I, I I checked uh I checked our numbers from that and it definitely showed <laughs> cool. Uh it d- definitely gave us uh, our day of hi- our highest download day since we started.
1: Damn. Well, let's keep that going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. Okay, it,
1: is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I just well my so my I will mention this just because I see it now. My neighbor John, who we referenced on the show a couple of weeks ago as someone I am not talking about, <laughs> uh, tweeted at us and said, "You know, here's some presumptively serious shrinkage ripped from the headlines about how an open water swimmer braved freezing water to uncover Antarctica's dark secret." I don't know what the article is about, but it's about a man swimming in Arctic water. So you got to imagine the shrinkage is off the charts but then i tweeted him something that i'm sure you saw that uh have you heard about oh the 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 dating app for dudes with small dicks
0: (laughs) (laughs) i i did see i did see that okay so wait did john start listening to the podcast after you moved to pittsburgh or did you just happen to move right next to a listener
1: no after that would be weird that would be weird it'd be so so weird yeah No, def- definitely he heard about, you know, I told him about the podcast. And he was like, oh, I like Seinfeld. I'll check it out. And most of the time, you know, that's just lip service from people. But for sure, John uh, is a big <laughs> listener.
0: Oh, man. Well, well thanks, John. We, we definitely uh, are not talking about you all of the time. <laughs>
1: yeah. Except right now. Except right now. Oddly enough. <laughs> uh, hang on. Let's get uh, Declan. What's your favorite episode of season five? No. <laughs> there we go. I- I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry, Declan.
1: Did you say the mango? <laughs> oh yeah that's what it's it sounded like that did, I heard did, he, did he, he say the, the opposite did you say the opposite yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> fair enough all right there we go now we're uh, now ted i have to ask you a very important question is that it that's it all right for no hugging no learning i'm tim murphy i'm ted Halliwell. be good